Hi guys and welcome to the Lonely Catch Up. It's myself, Rampant FM, and I'm joined by Moza. How are you doing, mate? I'm really good, mate. How's you? Yeah, pretty good. Uh, how did you uh, enjoy Game of Thrones? <laughs> Absolutely loved it, mate. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know, not everyone's a fan, but I, you know, I, the first time I've actually spoke to you in person, we had to <laughs> discuss it. Like, um, it was a brilliant episode. Like, I know a lot of people weren't happy with it. The, the uh, you know the the storylines and the plot armor and stuff, but I think there's more to come from it. Eh? <laughs> Just as well, we've got plenty of storylines to talk about in this podcast, then. Eh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, right. Uh, let's move on to football. Obviously, <laughs> <laughs> we'll start obviously with the 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 Highland Lowland playoff between uh, East Kilbride and Cove Rangers. Uh, East Kilbride obviously beaten two uh, one, uh, both set. Set plays both corners from uh, uh, Daniel Park. Uh, first one into Harry Milne, who uh, got the header, and obviously the second one into Scott Ross. Uh, Jamie Long's, uh, Longworth's goal, uh, crucial in the 92nd minute to get them back in. I don't know if you saw the highlights of this, Moza, but to me, uh, I think for the first corner, I can't remember what Kelby player it was, but the I don't know if it was just a lack of composure or lack of concentration, but like he just... Uh, didn't really communicate well with uh, the keeper Willie Muir, and it, that's why it created the corner. Do you think that was a wee bit of nerves, or what was it? Quite that? possibly, yeah. I mean, it's a massive stakes game, isn't it? Yeah. Because the amount of times we even, I think, pretty much everyone's agreeing at this point that whoever wins this leg's favourites for the ultimate mm-hmm. kind of showdown with the League Two team in Berwick. Um, but well, I don't know favourites or anything you use, but you'd fancy them to go and win it. Yeah. Um, so there's a huge amount online for both clubs both clubs are desperate to get promoted and it's only natural for there to be a few jitters here and there I think you're right I think there was a wee bit of miscommunication there but bear in mind the other thing with Kelby and Cole facing each other I don't think they've really faced another side as good as they have been this year if that yep, makes sense I would agree with they've that. both been a step ahead of the rest in their respective leagues so this is um, kind of well, two titans clashing at this level do you know what I mean Absolutely, and I think obviously the the history as well, the fact that it's fresher in the Cove Rangers guys' heads. A lot of them obviously played in the playoff, uh, you know, uh, against Cowden Beef last season, uh, the game that I was at actually, uh, where it all kicked off. (laughs) But uh, obviously the season before, uh, East Kilbride, so there's a few boys there that obviously have it in their mind as well, obviously the the failure, if you will, of not getting uh, to League 2. And I think they both know. I think both guys will know this is like a glo- probably their best chance that they've had in years. And uh, there's so much on the line in this game. I think nerves did creep in, and I, I, I can't, you can't blame it, either the East Kilbride guys or the the Cove Rangers guys because there, it's a, a big high stakes game, a lot of nerves. It's something we're not being used to of East Kilbride though. They did look a wee bit jerry. 
Uh, Cove, I think, had chances to to you know um, extend their lead, and it certainly uh, East Kilbride. I think Paul Woods had a, a really good chance to mm-hmm. uh, before they got their second as well. So it's not over. Certainly not over uh, going up to Cove, but I think Cove will fancy their chances certainly. To, yeah, I think both teams will still fancy their their chances on it. Uh, Cove are obviously in prime position after the two on one. Um, one of the things that we'll no doubt touch on here. They made a big deal about um, in the post-match kind of chats and interviews, set pieces being a big focus mm-hmm. for them against Kelby. They clearly saw something they could take advantage of there, and so it proved with the two goals. Um, anyone that hasn't seen highlights, I would encourage you to go and see them before uh, the game coming up this Saturday. But um, yeah, it could have been a different game if, like you say, Paul Woods hadn't been denied by a cracking save um, in the tenth minute, roughly around about then. But Kelby will be absolutely delighted they squeeze the goal right to then Jamie Longworth coming on making a difference yeah adding a wee bit of guile a wee bit of skill in there um, experience and yeah if they hadn't got that you'd be kind of concerned for them going up the road but the goal it makes everything massive coming into this game absolutely so yeah in the uh, the wake of Saturday's game I was lucky enough to get the chance to speak to Duncan Little who's the secretary at Cove Rangers uh, talking about the game their season as a whole and also touching on the gaffer John Sheen who's uh, fine back at the minute from uh, a heart murmur heart scare so obviously our thoughts are with him but here's what Duncan had to so. First up um, Duncan um, just to, to get an idea of the season up to this point for Cove um, obviously you've had a great campaign winning the, the Highland League um, how do you see the, the whole season overall going for you? Oh, it's been a an excellent season to be honest. It's a a first year in a new stadium, and to win um, three trophies. Firstly, the Aberdeenshire Cup, then the Highland League Cup, then the Championship. It's been a great start, and especially winning the Championship with only losing one game. Um, been a terrific season so far. No question about that. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And uh, obviously, you've got guys there that are more than capable of making a step up if you do get to the the final leg of the playoff. And um, Mitch Meginson's one always comes up. Um, but uh, who would you say are kind of the main danger men for Cove um, in these playoffs? Um, I think to be perfectly honest, every one of them. Um, they're all capable of um, performing really well on the day, scoring goals, as you saw on Saturday. Um, it's two defenders that come up and scored. Mm. So it's good overall. We've got a lot of experience in the team now, um, ex-Aberdeen players, um, a couple of Peterhead players, ex-Peterhead, Scott Ross, Ryan Strachan, Jordan Brown, obviously Mitch Meganson you mentioned, um, Jimmy Masson who was originally with Aberdeen as well, and other lads that have been through the youth system here. Um, Blair Yule started off as a youth player, then he went to abroad for a year or two to get Scottish League experience, and has come back with the hope that he can get Scottish League with us. So we've got a fairly strong team, and they can all play in different positions. As I say, they're all capable of scoring goals as well, so... But not just relying on one person, that's for sure. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, obviously had a cracking result the first leg, going down to um, kind of Glasgow area, getting a 2-1-1. Um, unfortunately conceding right at the end for you guys, but um, are you feeling pretty confident going into the second leg? I think you've got to be, because we've been playing well recently, So, and I think um, if the boys can lift themselves the same as they did on Saturday, um, I think we should be okay. Um, obviously on Saturday, a lot of people saw the way the game went and we could have scored a third and fourth goal in the 
the second half. But in saying that, Stuart McKenzie, our keeper, had a great save after about 10 minutes, which could have levelled the score at 1-1 mm-hmm. early on. So um, it was very close between the two teams. And obviously the, the goal in the 94th minute has just um, given East Clubbide a big lift. And what I would say is that the, the first goal on Saturday, whichever way it goes, is going to be a really crucial goal. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And then just to kind of round things off as well, you mentioned obviously the new stadium. Um, the club's got everything ready to make a step up, doesn't it? So what would it mean to Cove if you're able to get through these playoffs and get up to the um, SPFL? To be honest, it would mean everything because we've applied about three times in the past and failed a couple of times. The very last time um, was when Arnon got in and it came to, I think it was six as applied, it came down to head-to-head between us and Arnon. And obviously on the old ground then, which couldn't comply with club licensing, that held us back. So now we've got everything in place now. Um, it would mean everything to the club, that's for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Um, just to just before we do finish up, obviously thoughts with John Sheeran as well. Um, is he going to be at the game on Saturday? I would very much doubt it. Mm. Um, what you said to me um, when I spoke to him last week was you wouldn't see any of the playoff games. And I'm pretty sure um, the medical people and his family will make sure he's not there. Yeah, um, yeah. That's for sure. I think it's going to be two, three months he said before he really gets back on his feet. So I think it'd be too much of a risk to come on Saturday because just say, for instance, we lost the first goal. I can just imagine how he'd be yeah. sitting in the stand. So <laughs> it's too much of a risk. So um, I don't think we'll see him, no. No, no worries. Well, obviously, all our uh, all our thoughts are with him and his recovery. Yeah, good to, good to hear that he's kind of on the way back. But thanks very much again for your time there, Duncan, and good luck at the weekend. Looking forward to coming up. Right, thanks very much. Thank you. Like you say, Mazza, a brilliant chat with Duncan there. It's obviously good to get a, a, an insight into Cove Rangers, uh, not a usual team that we cover, obviously, on the Lowlands. But uh, <laughs> I, I think the most interesting point of that, that interview, uh, and I kind of touched on it myself uh, f- through Twitter, there was a lot made about Mitch Meganson. And, uh, you know, I've seen him in person. He's a quality player, but he's not all what Cove's about. They've got quality players for that team, guys that have played for the likes of Peterhead, you know, Aberdeen. Kind of similar to, to, to Kilby in a lot of ways, obviously. The players with that league experience, plus uh, some of the guys that they've built up themselves uh, with the academy and whatnot. I think it was just an interesting point there because I think there was a bit of a a mentality almost that people, we know how good these Colbride are, but because yeah. we don't see Cove every week or whatever, we kind of might have thought East Kilbride would do what they do and and uh, and just beat them comfortably but it's certainly not the case Yeah I mean the other thing with the greatest of respect to Highland League and uh, the people that cover it, I don't think we hear anywhere near as much about the teams up there and uh, the players as we do the Lowlands now yep. um, generally Lowlands get a really decent level of coverage I think um, for the, the level it's at but um, no, Doug's is quite right to point out You've got the likes of uh, Blair Yule, for example, who's got SPFL experience, and plenty of that team do as well. So it's a very similar blueprint they've got to Kilby, as you say. And it, it makes a really, really kind of exciting matchup going ahead, especially with it being so close to first leg. Anything can happen. Absolutely. And obviously, yourself and Sean are uh, off, uh, up north uh, on Saturday. Yep. Um, looking forward to it at Balmoral Stadium yeah looking forward to it, the new stadium as well um, they've obviously put that in place with a view of getting up to the leagues um, Kilby 
themselves know that feeling, getting the stadium all set up and expanded. So, yeah, it'll be a really interesting game, I think. Um, hopefully not too nervy to spoil it, but no doubt there'll be a wee bit of tension in there. And looking forward to a good game either way. Brilliant. It's, I think it's going to be a, a difficult game for East Kilbride, especially going away to Cove. I really, really want East Kilbride, having seen them a fair bit, especially towards the end of the season, I really, really hope they get through that. But I think having seen Cove personally, uh, a lot of similar guys that were playing against Cowden Beef in the playoff, I think majority of the team's kind of uh, similar. I noticed when I checked the lineups again, uh, they're a quality outfit. Yeah, but I'm going to be biased, and I'm wishing this happens. I'm, I'm obviously East Kilbride for me. They, I think they have to go. They des- again. I, you want to say they deserve it, but obviously it's a playoff game. Um, I, I want to see East Kilbride. I really do. I mean, we'll be going up supporting them as Lowlands catch up kind of representatives myself and Sean. But yeah, Cove are a tough nut to crack at home. Very tough nut to crack. Um, the only thing we can be absolutely sure of is either side will be delighted as no and beef waiting for them in the next bit. Absolutely, yep. <laughs> so we'll move on to the Lonely Cup. We'll just do a sort of quick run through of this. Uh, we'll, we'll start with one of the Friday fixtures. I think it was probably one of the, the bigger ties off the, the opening sort of Lonely Cup. It was uh, Spartans versus Kelly Hearts. It was actually at the game. Uh, really decent game of football. Uh, interesting that Barry Ferguson changed the formation a bit he played three at the back and I think for the longest time I actually kind of worked against Spartans uh, but Spartans obviously they've kind of came on they obviously clinched top four obviously a quality side it did uh, end up going to extra time where Chris Dodd uh, scoring a diving header and I think it was an Aaron Scott free kick uh, and it was Josh Wishart an under 20s player uh, that got the, the tap in it did go to penalties and Blair Carswell, you know, one of the, the top uh, keepers, and depending on who you ask, he's the best keeper in the league. <laughs> but, um, yeah, well-deserved win for Sparrows, but, again, it could have went either way. It's a wee bit disappointing, probably from a Kelty perspective, having played so well, but Sparrows, uh, I think, if I remember right, I think Doogie Samuel's got a bit of a record uh, against Barry Ferguson, not just with Kelty, but obviously previously with likes of Clyde, I think. Yeah, um, from what I've heard and obviously you were at the game as well it sounds like it was a cracking game for um, the neutrals to go along to not just obviously um, the Lonely Cup not being as big a deal as the league itself but it's still a nice way to end the season for any teams that haven't finished up Um, I think Kelsey will probably be a wee bit disappointed to finish up so early because it's basically win and stay on at this point isn't it with the Lonely Cup but um, Cranking game it went all the way, decent entertainment, and they can now be, look ahead to building on a really impressive first campaign in the league, and Spartans will keep moving. Absolutely, and just a wee note on, uh, there was a under-20s player, I think he's about 16-year-old, he was called Nicky Reid, uh, he was playing for Spartans, for a 16-year-old, but not the biggest in stature, but quick, two good feet, uh fantastic footballer for his age certainly and it's just um, a testament to the the work that Spartans are doing with guys like you know Cameron Dawson uh, Murray Hand that was playing I think in the game uh, Josh Wishart who obviously got the equaliser 
I did get a bit of stick. I'm not going to say by who, but one of the, the Spartans under-20s boys did message me asking why I, I gave the under-20s development league to, to Kelty. Uh, <laughs> it was mainly on results. I think Spartans had been beaten, uh, but I haven't seen them. Uh, playing for Spartans more recently, you've got to be impressed with, with both Spartans and Kelty Hearts under-20s, I would say. Yeah, and that under-20 league, uh, Lone Denise Scotland League, is going from strength to strength as well. Um, we've seen the last couple of weeks that there's more East of Scotland teams committing to join it again uh, next year, so it's going to be even bigger. And it can only be a good thing with all the young talent coming through. Absolutely, and obviously um, several service strollers have announced that they'll be a part of it as well, uh, which yep. they weren't this season. Uh, the only worry I would have for that was, I think I actually spoke to someone about this, but uh, not going to be a large group of uh, players to, to pull from, obviously, if there's so many teams going about. Uh, <laughs> that would be my only worry, obviously, but it just means that all the guys are getting game time, surely. I don't think there'll be a lot of yeah. guys wanting to sit on a bench if they can go elsewhere and, and get game time absolutely absolutely so we'll move on to uh, another friday fixture it was bsc glasgow versus whitehill welfare uh, at the end of the drill <sighs> not much to say about this pretty routine from bsc glasgow you i don't think anyone expected whitehill to really pull off anything against a bsc glasgow team that are obviously this is one of their chances to get uh, their hands on silverware yeah yeah i think whitehill can i might have been on a wee bit of a high after winning the last game of the season uh, with uh, Edinburgh Uni, but it was quickly put to rest. Um, it was a reasonably strong BSC team that was out, albeit pretty much every team in the cup, I think, had a slightly weak inside, uh, if not severely weak inside, um, running out. But yeah, routine enough one, and I suspect they'll be earmarking this as a chance of silverware, Absolutely. let's be honest. Yeah. Um, Coming second in the league, been a great season for Swifton and Lads, but ideally they want to get some silver in the trophy cabinet to crown up on a high. Absolutely, and moving on to Saturday's game, which I was also at, which also went to penalties. <laughs> Jinx. Uh, yep, Civil Service Strollers versus East Stirlingshire. Uh, it was a game, there wasn't really too much going on, to be honest. It was kind of uh, end of season fair a wee bit. I think guys were probably thinking of their holidays, but Again, two two good sides. Uh, let's face it. Um, Ross Allam went past Josh Donaldson uh, to to open it, and then I think Stephen Froud, uh, really decent finish to equalise. Um, obviously, went to to extra time. There was there was actually something quite funny um, that happened. Or I, I, well, I don't know if you would discuss. We obviously know the Shire fan. Uh, <laughs> he, he might have been given uh, Churchy, who obviously a, a Falkirk fan, a wee bit of stick about the relegation, which was quite funny when he was warming up. Right, okay. Andy Rogers did get a penalty in, in extra time, but he, he ended up uh, ended up getting saved by Josh Donaldson. But there was actually a penalty shout for civil service strollers, like right on the 120 minutes. Uh, the ball was played in. The referee basically blew his whistle. Uh, I'm not sure what Shire player it was, but he. He said very loudly, you're risking a penalty there. And I thought to myself, surely that would be a penalty then. <laughs> why Why is the ref telling a player that in that situation? So I think he might off, well, our friends at the Edinburgh Football Podcast uh, say he shat it. But I think he, you know, um, it was a bit strange. I've never, I've never heard that from a referee. Surely he would just give the penalty. But 120 yeah. minutes, it's going to penalties anyway, you know. 
I guess the only context that would make sense is if you'd missed the man, but you almost took him down. Yep. But it just, it, the whole way it's been explained to me, it just doesn't make sense. Yeah, uh, even I had a few, I raised an eyebrow at that one. But yeah, it did go to penalties. Uh, who was first? I think Blue Boots scored and Green Boots. <laughs> it was uh, the Shire fan. I think it was James Haney who was up for civil service strollers first and he was basically uh, shouting Blue Boots, Blue Boots and whatever to, to try and put him off. And then I think, uh, if I remember right, it was Corner Green. Blue Boots and uh, Green Boots uh, scored uh, their opening two penalties. A really decent, uh, you know, a few saves from Jamie Barkley. Salam actually got the winner. But yeah, Shire threw 4-2 on penalties. Uh, again, a game that kind of went, could have went either way, I think, in fairness. Uh, I saw Dell after the game. He had a, a smile on his face, so he's obviously chuffed to get to get through that one. Yeah, and you've missed the most kind of, <laughs> the most interesting part of the whole game where I noticed on Twitter oh, yeah. <laughs> that Shire were remarking they were locked out of their dressing rooms at halftime. Um, and I don't think they were too chuffed about it. So I had a good chuckle at that as well. Well, they actually, um, the funny thing about that is I, I thought it was going to happen at full time too because they struggled to get the door open at full time when I was walking past. Uh, and also um, uh, the Shire uh, chairman, Bill, who's usually, who's usually at games, uh, wasn't there. It was Andy Williamson. Uh, mm. who we know quite well um, doing the, the Twitter so it was new grounds for him uh, he's got a few few more weeks to catch up with uh, with um, old firm facts I think <laughs> to, to catch me up eh? but uh, his battery was running out as as was mine I think I tweeted out 10 minutes after Ross Allen scored the winner uh, <laughs> to, for the penalty but yeah I, again I think civil service yeah, they'll, I think they'll be a wee bit disappointed to to not have a, a, a deeper run in the cup also after the great season they've had and obviously missing on top four but two good sides I think uh, for the teams that are left I think uh, Shire have a, a really good chance at it Yeah I mean once you get past the first round in this uh, cup anyone can win it let's be honest so yep. the first round's a big one after that pick, pick a name at heart and good luck Well Vela Levin versus Edinburgh University uh, Edinburgh University won one now. Fairly decent win, I would say, especially away from home. I think uh, who was it? It was Luke Murray, who's uh, plays a right back for uh, Edinburgh Uni, who got the goal. So I'm assuming it was probably from like a, a set set piece or something. But um, there's not much more to say about that. It's just a really good good cup win for uh, Edinburgh Uni. Yeah, and well done to Uni for bouncing back after um, the, the last game of the season, losing to Whitehill. It would have been a bit of a downer uh, to finish the, the league campaign on that, so fair play to Dorian and the lads. Absolutely. Uh, Gretna 2008 versus University of Stirling. Uh, University of Stirling won 7-0. There was... Uh, Gretna did go down to, to nine men at a point, but... I think, uh, if, I, if I recall, I think Chris Geddes in an interview said something along the lines, we don't score four every week, but I'm sure he'd be delighted with seven. <laughs> well, that old um, red card jinx strikes again for Gretna, doesn't it? Yep. It's been a um, while. It's been a while since we've talked yeah, about that, they, to be honest. They've been well behaved up to this point uh, since the last time we were talking about it, but they've gone out in a blaze of glory. <laughs> <laughs> I think, to be honest, that from the, the reports I've had, it sounded like when it hit kind of 3 4 now, half of them seemed to put their mind on the beach. Yep. So, um, cracking win for Unity to go down there away from home and obviously any 7-0 is a good 7-0 absolutely but um, Chris Humphreys just been appointed as the new gaffer 
um, at Grenner as well is the other thing to point out. It'll be interesting to see how that changes things. He's obviously been commuting up and playing for Kelby uh, this year. So I don't know if he'll be a player manager, if he's going to try and help that way or um, kind of who he's going to be able to bring in. It's going to be all changed in Grenner away though, down the radio. So it'll be one of the interesting kind of talking points over the summer to see how things change. Uh, that kind of... It kind of came out of nowhere for me, to be honest. I wasn't uh, really expecting uh, Chris to be in the hat. He is still fairly young, considering I think he's mm-hmm. 31. So even if he if he did, does manage to play, uh, that's a great sign-in just in, in itself for Gretna. If he is just going to be the gaffer again, it's it's someone that I feel wants to to go further up in the game. So it could be a decent yeah. grounding for, for Chris there. And uh, obviously we wish, wish him the best next season. I mean, it's a cracking opportunity for him. And you've got to start somewhere. So fair play to Gretna for giving him the opportunity and showing the, the faith in somebody to get started with them. He'll no doubt have plenty of contacts for his time in the game as well, like some other Owen Preston and so on. So, yeah, it might well kind of see a big change in the squad down there, but... I suspect with the people he knows in the in the kind of game north and south of the border, you might see one or two surprise signings there. Yeah. So we'll we'll keep an eye on it. And obviously, I did read a, a newspaper article that he's seeking advice from uh, the likes of Neil Lennon, obviously the, the current Celtic mm-hmm. boss. So absolutely, yeah. Uh, don't think you could get any better in terms of uh, advice. Uh, maybe Alex Ferguson, obviously. But <laughs> I was going to say, not getting any better Neil Lennon. There was not something I expected you to say, so there you go. <laughs> Experienced manager, I'll give him credit. Um, <laughs> right, on to the last game. Uh, this was one that I obviously didn't know what really happened. Uh, a bit of a lack of updates until the end. Uh, it was 1-1. It did go to penalties and Edisport Academy won against LBA on penalties. A similar situation. I think Edisport, when I when I looked at the lineup, they were playing a lot of the the under twenties, the youth guys, a lot of names that I hadn't heard of. Dalbiti, probably you know one of the the smaller squads. Obviously, um, kind of end the season fair again. I'm sure they wouldn't have liked. Uh, they obviously put up a fight. Obviously, going to penalties, but I think uh, Edisport there just showing how again we've we've talked about under twenties, but. Uh, the under twenties getting a chance towards the end of the season when uh, I think a lot of the players might be jaded, uh, obviously looking for a bit of a rest. Uh, certainly, uh, wouldn't help teams like Dalbiti who don't uh, unfortunately don't have the, the under twenties to rely on. And Edisport uh, done what they had to do and got through there. Yeah, yeah. The other thing to bear in mind with Edisport is a lot of these kids will probably see this as their opportunity to push for the first team squad next season. Yep. The way the the club itself is built up in uh, the academy. So, I'd, I'd imagine they'll be very, very motivated to do well in this, um, given that they're getting their opportunity now. And uh, they'll be wanting to push the guys above them at this point, some of whom will be kind of coming to the end of their time there and will no doubt either move back to France or move on to something new. So, it it's this is where the Lowland Cup comes into it. So, in the Lowland League Cup, because it gives young players like this an opportunity to show that they're ready. And it's a really positive thing because of that. Absolutely. So, uh, just move on to the weekend's fixtures in the Lowland League Cup. We'll start with uh, Gala Ferradine Rovers versus BSC Glasgow. Obviously, Gala uh, had a had a cup by. Yep. It's at the Netherdale. I always I always tend to think that Gala uh, they're a strong team at the Netherdale. Hard to break down. 
I'm not 100% sure what their team's like in terms... I know they had a, a lot of injuries towards the end of the season. Uh, I'm not sure how much that's cleared up for them. Uh, but as we talked about BSC Glasgow, they'll be Swifty will have his guys drilled, uh, well drilled and wanting to go for a, a silverware, I would suspect. Yeah, they expect a strong enough team to go down there that they'll be expecting to come back with a victory and get into the next round. Um, as you say, Gallov probably still got the, the injury niggles that they had at the end of last season. Um, we've only just been, what, a week or two away from the, the conclusion now, so it's unlikely that they'll have everyone back. I'd, um, I, I expect BSC to get through that. Yeah, I uh, agreed, mate. Though I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> I, really, I do, I hope, you know, I, I'm actually, in all honesty, I, I would like to see one of the, the you know, like a Gala or a, uh, even a Colts or a, Ster- a Sterling Uni, uh, or even Edisport in fairness. One of, one of the sort of, uh, someone that does, like a team that no one really expects, but obviously uh, even going into our next fixture, the Spartans versus Ed- Edinburgh Uni, at Ainsley Park um, again you're probably I always go Spartans at Ainsley Park anyway but I just don't see uh, Edinburgh Uni uh, beating them especially at Ainsley Park and I think Spartans will be uh, comfortably through to the next round similar to BSC Yeah it's um, it's kind of hard to bet against Spartans at home isn't it yep. but this competition anything can happen so you never know Yep cup football it's, that's why we enjoy it Coming all Colts versus East Stirlingshire this should be a, a quite an interesting one because, I, if I remember right, Colts beat East Stirlingshire very, very recently at Broadwood. Uh, mm-hmm. An interesting factor there is obviously, uh, will Colts play Sean Brown against them and will he get a goal against East Stirlingshire? <laughs> uh, that, that'll be an interesting fixture. I, or will he have a phantom niggle that will keep him out of the game? <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? Who knows? I actually... It's hard to tell. It's hard to tell. I'd probably side with Shire, considering how I think they played well against uh, Civil, and yes. Colts had a wee bit of a break. So it's always, I think it's always harder coming back from a break than it is to just basically jump uh, weekend to weekend. I'm going to go with Shire, but it's it'll be interesting, is what I'll say. Yeah, I don't think I'm comfortable to make a choice between those two, in all honesty. Um, I'd expect a wee bit of intrigue, though, given that um, the last time they faced each other, it sounded like it got a wee bit towsy towards the end, so we'll see what happens. And our final fixture, University of Stirling versus Edisport Academy. Well, I only see this going one way, and I think another 7-0 win for University of Stirling. <laughs> 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 no, they've been... To be honest, it's they've kind of been on and off. It's been a bit of a strange one. They've been thrashing teams, then it's kind of been like they've been losing one two now, uh, then they've been thrashing teams, and then you know, uh, certainly I think both teams are good. I, I think University of Stirling actually one thing we, we probably didn't mention. I think they did actually play a lot the the youngsters as well. I know Chris has yeah. been doing that towards the end of the season, so we need to give them a wee bit of a shout out for the same thing. I think it could be a lot of um, mixed teams. Yeah, so it's going to be an interesting one uh, see how Chris and uh, Ricky see it if they're going to give the youngsters a, a chance or the fact that they're now in a, a quarter-final of the Lonely Cup if they're going to pretty much play their, their first team and go for it. Bear in mind that uni now with the university season at a close will be a wee bit fresher as well. Um, so, yeah, I'll, uh, I'll be very interested to see how that one goes actually. Absolutely, and I think at this point, Mozart, we have to give a, a shout-out 
Uh, it's the game's actually starting in less than an hour, but we have to maybe a wee bit talk about uh, the East of Scotland uh, promotion. Yeah, playoffs. absolutely. Uh, mm. Obviously, Pennycook won the first game against Broxburn 3-2. They can seal uh, promotion tonight if they beat uh, Bonnie Rig Rose away. It's going to be tough. Bonnie Rig, I think, are a lot of people's favourites. But uh, how remarkable would that be for Pennycook after pretty much just getting the result at the end of the day to pip Hill of Beef? And if they get the win, win uh, against Bonnie Rig, I think... <laughs> that's a, a cracker I would I would imagine but I think it will be uh, very difficult for them obviously Bonnie Rig we know uh, mm. a lot of people's favourites to, to come up to, to this league next season Firstly at the risk of sounding like the bearer of bad news subject to licensing criteria yes. I hate to say it yes. I hate to say it because I'm sick of saying it I'm sick of saying it I've already said what I need to say about the SFA and all that but let's move on very swiftly before I get back into it um, yeah, I think there's a lot to be said about momentum at this stage of the season. And Pennycook had to get get themselves to the point, even in the last game. So they've just been on a high carrying that through. Bonnyrig had sealed the deal. So they might have had a week and a week or two going a wee bit easier. I know the results were still coming in. But it's a really interesting one, isn't it? Yep. Bonnyrig were my choice out of the three of them. Um, I fancied them out the... Uh, Broxburn and Pennycook to do do enough to get up but we'll see we'll see ultimately there could be two of them up as well you never know yeah. the way that the leagues are going to go um, so I'll I'll be watching with interest on the Twitter accounts Pennycook the first game the Pennycook-Broxburn game sounds like it was an absolute humdinger of a game and uh, Broxburn had their chances to get a, a leveller right at the death as well but they've certainly not given up the ghost they're touting up this weekend's game as um make or break so we'll see if it gets to that point and we'll have to give a mention to the fact that I know a lot of people have been discussing um, myself and Sean's and, and I think yours is coming out very soon Moza but uh, the, the team of the seasons uh, yeah. you can now vote uh, via uh, a post on Facebook and on Twitter through the Scottish Lowland League uh, on who you want to be your, your basically in your, your team of the season I think you can vote for the whole team uh, which I've done, obviously. I just pretty much copied and pasted the, the guys I chose. But uh, individuals as well. I think you can vote individuals, as um, Vela Levin's Craig McBride knows. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if it's against the rules, if you can vote for yourself or not, but uh, I like that from Craig. And he, and he does, in fairness, he's, he's definitely in my shout. I think he won the supporters player of the season for Vale yeah, uh, yeah. certainly done the job when I, when I saw them up against Kelty I think he was one of the guys that were you know uh, keeping out, keep out if you will uh, but yeah I don't know if the, I don't I'm assuming surely I'm sure that I'm assuming there's no rules for that but uh, I just thought that was quite funny that he voted for himself uh, he can call himself Craig instead of Craig and get away with it it's all good <laughs> but um, no welcome to our pain now folks you've given us the feedback I say you've given us you've not given me any feedback yet um, my BSC 11 will be out shortly <laughs> but uh, no I've, um, I've had the typical Scottish conundrum of how do you pick a left back because you've got Jamie Mills, you've got Gary Chen, and you've also got uh, Andy Mayer yep. at Civil. And I've, that's a position I've really struggled with, but I've made finally made a decision. So you'll see mine out this week. And feel free to send me any feedback you've got. <laughs> funny, funny enough, Derek, that was uh, 
I don't know if you know this, but uh, when I was playing football, that, that was the position that I used to play at left back. So I kind of really appreciate the quality we've got in that position in this league. And obviously, I think we're going to do a poll kind of similar, probably a lot sooner, to not to confuse yeah. people. But we're going to pick basically from uh, myself, yours, and uh, Sean's team of the seasons. And we might have an extra here and there uh, for guys to pick. And we'll get like a viewer's team of the season if you will for you guys can vote on obviously again keep it separate from from uh, the guys voting uh, on the actual Lowland League uh, team of the season but left back yeah I think I've got my four which uh, I've shown you obviously but certainly mm -hmm. Jamie Mills Gary Chen Andy Mayer were in the discussion uh, I, I was the same uh, I think I sent my graphic to you uh, a wee bit earlier and I think I had Gary Chen and then I changed it so <laughs> it's, diff it's difficult I know um, a lot of the civil boys gave me a bit of stick with it uh, but there's there's a lot of civil guys to be mentioned and, and certainly that, that f the four if you will I think and I mean it's a good thing for the league that we're even having these debates about guys and positions yep. there's not a clear winner I don't think any single position um, that I've looked at and there's always been two or three at the very minimum to uh, kind of choose between so it, it can only be a good thing things are getting better every year on year and we'll see if uh, if we're going to get Beric down to potentially add some more names to the mix next season Absolutely and uh, obviously it's similar with East of Scotland guys uh, hopefully coming up to the league as well Absolutely yeah we are and yeah again I think you're right with the position thing. Uh, I tried to sort of stick to positions. I know uh, Lewis Anderson, <laughs> a friend, he, he kind of, I, I think Churchy might have scared him a wee bit with his rant. Uh, I think he put him at, at the back. I was like, I don't think he's ever played yeah, I think, at the back. Um, I think he forgot he wasn't playing football manager and he was actually meant to be picking a serious team at that point. But I can feel his pain just trying to get a guy shoe horned in if they deserve to be in it. Yep. Uh, I'm sure it was Kyle Fee. I can't remember if it was Kyle Fee or uh, Jordan Hopkins. Yeah, I think it was Kyle, wasn't it? <laughs> he mentioned that. Uh, yeah, he's, he's definitely might have, uh, to, <laughs> might have saw the comments that Georgie was making. Right? But <laughs> uh, that's I like I, that's I like Churchy for that. If you you need guys, especially in a football club, you need guys like that will stick his neck out and whatever. Eh? You know what I mean? And say defend the guys. I have nothing wrong with that. Uh, I'm just glad that I've, I've pissed him off so many times though <laughs> <laughs> yeah I'm bearing myself embracing myself for it because church is not in my loving so <laughs> come at me <laughs> uh, well, I did try I did try <laughs> so I think it was going to be a, always going to be a shorter one today I think we've done not too bad uh, considering uh, yeah do you want to do plugs I'll let you go first yeah um, keep it nice and simple as always on Twitter at Moza please Moza with two Z's and how about for yourself? Uh, at Rampant FM on Twitter, and obviously you can get uh, the Lonely Catch Up on Facebook, which uh, Sean runs, and uh, on Twitter, which is just at Official Catch Up. Uh, yeah, it's been good, obviously speaking to you, May. I think last week I just it was just myself, and I spoke to Kev. But yeah, obviously we want to thank everyone uh, that listens, all the all the managers, all the players, everyone that gets involved. It's obviously been fantastic. Uh, we're, we're obviously coming towards the end here, but we certainly have. Uh, things planned moving forward uh, more involvement uh, I, I think it's definitely on the on the agenda but we appreciate everyone that's been involved so far obviously want to thank the league for pretty much promoting us from the start as well as uh, the likes of George Fraser 
Uh, and we'll see you next week. Catch you then.